Hey, this is Laura, and you're listening to Expand. Welcome back, love. Let's get into it. As you open yourself up to working with your clients in a deeper way, there's this really messy middle zone where you'll have a handful of clients who linked arms with you when you were only working with people on weight loss, when you were only talking about very external, external, very tangible pieces of a client's journey that you were taught to talk about, things like protein intake or adherence strategies or very surface level habit change protocols. And then you'll have this whole other group of clients who will feel completely different because now with them, they're linking arms with you under the understanding that you are going to be talking to them about emotions, that you are going to be asking them about their internal experiences, that you want to hold them through the conversation of helping them to understand what's happening in the moments they're getting triggered and how their inherent conditioned reactions are actually leading to the behaviors that they're trying to change and that nothing externally is really going to make a difference until we also invite in that very parallel internal journey and the conversations that need to exist there. So those clients get to feel amazing and expansive and they get to push you to new edges as a coach, as a leader, as a guide, but also they will begin to reflect back the work that you need to begin doing on yourself to heal your old wounds and to be able to hold bigger space for yourself and for them. And I could go on forever. They're going to feel great, right? Because it's working with those clients that will really begin to uncover the truth of who you are and the way that you've always wanted to lead. So it's very easy when you're existing in this middle space with one hand in the past and one hand in the future to feel a little bit confused, to get a little bit lost, and to begin resenting the work that you're doing only in the external world, only in the tangibles with your previous roster of clients. So I've had many students express to me how as they begin to move further down this path of leading people in a deeper way, they feel themselves naturally pulling away from the clients who linked arms with them in a previous life, when they were of a previous version of themselves, when they were a less aware, less aligned version of you. Okay, so if you're in this space, as I imagine many of you probably are, even if you've only just began to dabble with asking deeper questions and having conversations around the role that emotions are playing and the behaviors that our clients are trying to change or what our clients are thinking and how that all ties into the decisions that they're making and moments that they get triggered, et cetera, et cetera. If you've began to move in that direction, chances are you do have relationships sort of hanging in the balance because you aren't really sure how to pull those clients forward into this new work right? We don't want to just give up on them, even though many of us feel like that could be easier if we were to just, let me just cut ties with these people because they only want weight loss. They don't want to do the inner work. They aren't going to trust me to have these conversations. It's much easier to just believe that, but really all of those thoughts that you're having around what that client does want or doesn't want are purely assumptions because the truth is, is you have never given them the option. You've never invited them to understand that there is this other side that they could be exploring with you, 
Because when they came into your world, all you knew to talk about was the external. And they trusted you in that. And they linked arms with you in that. And they followed you into that path. So it's your responsibility in this moment to not just simply abandon them because that's easier for your ego, because that's easier for you to just blank slate, start over and only work with people who know you as this version of you. It's your responsibility to invite in a vulnerable conversation with them about the evolution you're moving through and the path that is now available for them to walk with you on. This is so difficult to do because there are so many points of fear and resistance that can surface in you as you tiptoe into those conversations. First, because coming to them from this place means showing them a deeper layer of who you really are, that means that if they reject that version of you, they're not just rejecting your program or the advice you gave them, they're rejecting a more intimate piece of who you actually are as a person. So it feels really scary to show people who knew you as a previous version, this new version of you, because change is hard all around and helping people to better understand who we actually are when it's not mainstream, when it's not digestible, when it doesn't even make a whole lot of sense to us yet, and yet to invite these people into that part of your world and allow them to have an opinion about it is incredibly vulnerable. But being a coach requires that vulnerability. Being a coach that you desire to be, to fully move in this direction of helping people hold space for their own emotional and mental experiences, for them to better understand who they are as people, it requires you to hold space around who you are as a person and not fear someone else's opinion of that. Can you trust them to have their own experience of the direction you're choosing to move in without making it mean something about you? If you can do that, then we have the opportunity to link arms with them in an even more profound way. The beautiful piece is that you already have their trust. You already have a relationship. We now get to deepen that. We're not starting from scratch. But in order to deepen it, we have to have the courage to go first. We have to have the courage to be seen. We have to have the courage to share what it is we see now that we didn't see before. And therein lies the second point of resistance. By saying that we see something now that we didn't see before, that makes us wrong. It makes us wrong for the way we led them previously. And it requires us to very honorably and compassionately and transparently own that, which is incredibly difficult to do because everything in us is conditioned to position ourselves as the expert, to always know the answer, to always have the right way paved, to always be guiding people in the direction that they want to go in and to never to never mess up. Like That's the expectation in our industry is we always have to have it figured out. And by saying to someone that we want to shift gears, that we want to move them in a different direction now is owning the fact that we maybe didn't know it all, that maybe we made a mistake, that maybe there was something better out there for them than what we had to offer them in that moment. That's incredibly difficult to do because again, now we are subject to judgment, 
to shame, to blame, to whatever their experience of us is going to be. But can you trust them to have their experience of you without making it mean something about you? Their judgment, their blame, their shame, whatever their reaction is, is only part of it. You also get to feel however you choose to feel about yourself. And if we can enter into this conversation from a place of, I am saying this to you in service of you, now we have the courage that we need to anchor into those moments and accept blame into the room if that's the reaction we receive or to accept judgment into the room if that's the reaction we receive. Just as openly as we would accept celebration or praise or excitement or joy from them, we have to be willing to accept the opposite. And when you can be okay with that, we can move forward in a very co-creative way. It doesn't have to be about you telling them the correct path. Now it gets to be a conversation around what feels best for them based on what you can now see and share with them about their journey that we were blind to before. So I think that the through line from this is that our mind craves immediate validation. And so we avoid very naturally any sort of conversation that isn't going to offer that to us. In this moment in particular, your clients are going to need time to process. Your clients are not going to fully understand what it is you're sharing with them right away. Because again, they've been so focused on the external, introducing this whole other layer to their journey is going to feel maybe a little daunting, maybe a little overwhelming. But herein lies the most beautiful piece of this. Previous to this conversation, everything you've been doing with them has been about rushing, pushing, controlling, trying to get them to a certain physical outcome. Whether or not you use restrictive methods is irrelevant. It's not about restriction. It's about following a certain set of rules or a certain set of action steps and reporting back and being accountable and being consistent and fitting ourselves into this very external tangible box and pulling our clients into that box with us. And now we're basically opening the box and saying none of that is as relevant as all of this internal stuff that doesn't fit into any box and inviting them into swimming around in it with you. It can feel really unsettling for the client as I'm sure it probably feels unsettling for you. So the message behind this is that can we adopt a slower approach? Can we have conversation with these clients about what it would look like to stop rushing to an external outcome and to slow everything down and to spend time exploring what's happening internally in the moments that they're getting triggered, in the patterns that we're seeing playing out in their life, where those were created, how that's affecting the way that they're thinking and feeling and engaging in the world or with themselves, and not always needing to attach an action step to it, but really allowing perspective shifts to lead breakthrough. and. The, the safety to feel something bigger than they've ever given themselves permission to feel before to create breakthrough and, and allowing all of that to be facilitated in live sessions with you holding the space for that to happen. This conversation gets to be the first example of what that could look like because they are going to have an emotional reaction when you invite them into seeing things in this way. 
They're going to have a conversation in their mind automatically get triggered as you share with them that it's not just about the tangible, it's not just about the physical, there's all of these other things going on. And we get to hold them in that in that moment. This is our first coaching moment to show them the piece that we've been missing in real time as it's playing out right in front of us. So my invitation to you is to use this conversation as your very first coaching opportunity to show them in real time the power that having these conversations can have in their longer-term journey. So many of my students will come back to me and say, well, I told them that the internal work is important and they didn't want it. They weren't bought into it. And my response to that is always, you told them, but they didn't experience it. You telling someone something is very egoic. You telling someone something and expecting them to just get it or believe you or be bought in because you said it is incredibly egoic, right? It doesn't matter what you believe. It matters what that means to them, how that affects them, how they're internalizing it, the dialogues they automatically have around it, how they emotionally feel about it, and therefore what they're gonna do with it in their life. So if you say something to them that doesn't fully make sense and they go, yeah, 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 okay, cool, like let's do internal work, whatever, but can you tell me how much protein to eat this week? They don't get it. They don't understand what internal work means. They don't understand what emotional experiences they're supposed to be having or talking about. Like most people have three general emotional experiences on any given day. They have happy, they have sad, and they have angry. So two of them are negative, and one of them is so general that most people don't even realize when they're experiencing that emotion. So helping them to understand what that means for them through a real-time conversation around exploring what's coming up for them in that moment is everything. So can we, instead of just saying, Listen, I'm moving in this direction. I'm helping people adjust the way that they're navigating their emotions and their thoughts and how that's really translating into their life and the decisions that they're making and the behaviors that they're engaged in and and therefore the results that we're able to get here. Is that something that you're interested in exploring with me? And they say yes, and then we stop there. Can we actually invite in conversation around, okay, beautiful, so when I say this, what does that mean for you? When I say talking about an emotional experience, what does that bring up for you? What meanings do you already have pre-programmed about emotion? What does that look like? Can Can you identify certain moments in your life right now where you're having an elevated emotional reaction or a response to something in your world and it's causing you to behave in a way that you don't necessarily want to be behaving in? Can we... Can we test the waters for awareness? Can we swim in that for a bit and have conversation around it and understand like where is their level of awareness? If they can't identify an emotion, we have to swim in this even longer. We have to help them understand what does it look like to have an emotional reaction? What does that even mean? How does that show up in their life? Can we use some visualization strategies to maybe elicit an emotion and hold them in it and explore it? 
Where does that show up in their body? How is that physically manifesting? Like, do they get tingles? Do they get clenched guts? Do they have tension in their neck? What's happening? And then mentally, same thing. Are you aware of what thoughts you're having before you do something that you would rather not be doing? Before you engage in those behaviors that we've been trying to work on changing? Before you avoid the meal plan or before you eat those cookies at midnight? What's going on in your mind? Do you understand? When I talk to you now about making these changes and having these conversations, what's coming up for you? This is the most beautiful opportunity. As you begin to ask them these questions, they're going to be having an emotional response. Most people won't know the answers to these questions, which is going to cause them to shift into chaos. People don't like to not know. And when people don't like to not know and they don't know, they're going to have a reaction to not knowing. So let's use that as an example. If they're getting flustered or frustrated, or if they just say, I don't know, that's an invitation to go deeper. What is beneath the I don't know? What's happening for them in that moment? And then using that scenario as evidence that there needs to be work done here and helping them to understand how that is going to translate into the behaviors we're trying to change around food or around their body image or any other coping mechanism that you're working with a client on, sex, TV, texting, alcohol, like so many, it's endless. The mistake we make, number one, is not having this conversation. Number two is having it too fast and not understanding what meaning they already have attached to what it is you're saying, if any. Three is not attaching a new source of meaning to it through real-time coaching in that moment around what's coming up for them so that they can not only logically understand it, but physically experience it and be held through it in a safe and compassionate way. From that place, we can invite in a conversation around the patience it's going to require for us to move in this direction how slowing this process down and pulling focus away from the physical into the internal is actually going to amplify the results we're able to get for them and getting them bought into that journey with us, helping them to attach their own meaning to where that's actually going to take them. And I think the last piece to this is if we don't focus on this, that's okay. If they choose not to work with you on this, that is also an option, but you would be doing them a disservice if you didn't at least offer them the option. And if they choose not to, making sure that they also fully understand what that means. Do you understand what it means when we don't focus on the internal and we continue to only exist in the external? Where is that taking you? Where did that take you last time? Did that take you where you wanted to go or did you end up looking for another solution eventually? So just because someone initially says, I'm resistant to this, I don't want to do this, understanding that that's probably coming from a place of fear and friction and I have so many emotions coming up that scare me and I don't know how to verbalize what's going on and I can't make sense of it by myself. And that all gets to be their experience of it. But that isn't a reason not to do it. They need to understand that by avoiding this work, what that's going to lead to. 
And by you owning your role in guiding them down this path and now inviting them to course correct is everything. You have to be willing to be vulnerable with them in that. Owning it, saying something like, I'm really nervous to have this conversation with you because I played a role in guiding you down a path that was only 50% of what we need to be focusing on. And I did my best with what I knew at the time, but I now know that there's this whole other 50% that we need to be focused on. And if you're open to it, I would love to have the conversation with you about what that would look like and how things would shift for us if we were to begin integrating that path with the path we've already been walking down. And if we don't move down that path, here's what's going to happen. This is what we're going to miss out on. This is what we're going to continue to be in avoidance of. This is what your life is going to continue to look like. All of the chaos in your mind and your body when you get triggered is never going to go away because all we're trying to do is put a band-aid on it instead of actually healing from that place, understanding it, unearthing it, and moving through it so we can create a new pattern, so we can create a new direction for your life. So when you have clients who were bought into just the physical, it is your responsibility to clean it up. Once you know better, you do better. You don't abandon those people because they aren't ready for the work. It's up to you to find the language to use with them to help them understand why they've walked down one path for so long and the other pieces that are available to them if they're willing to be led by you in that direction. And if they're unwilling to make sure that they know what that means, what they're going to miss out on if we don't move in this direction, what that's going to create in their life if we don't move in this direction. And if they still don't want to, that's fine. They're probably not in a place where they're ready to, or they're struggling to attach meaning, or there's so much fear there that they're unable to open themselves up to conversation with you in that moment and you need to allow them time to integrate and come back to them at a later point. I really believe that everyone deep, deep down does desire this work because on the other side of this work is peace and ease and freedom to just be who we are without trying to armor up or mask up or avoid all of the time, to be something we're not all of the time. It's just that some people take a bit longer to get there. Some people require more trust in you to get there. Some people don't feel safe in that space and it's up to us to create that safe space for them to feel like they can engage in a conversation around this. So don't be afraid to ask about the resistance you're witnessing. Don't be afraid to ask them what's coming up for you right now. I'm feeling resistance around this idea. I'm feeling fear around this idea. I'm feeling turbulence in your body around this idea. I'm sensing that you're not wanting to have this conversation right now. Does that feel true for you? And if they don't want to in that moment, ask permission to revisit it later. Would it be okay with you if I left you with some reflective prompts and then came back to you next week to see if you feel more ready to engage in this conversation at that point? This client is in your life for a reason. This is an edge for you to step into, and it's your job to meet that edge so that you can expand yourself to hold bigger space for more people. Having this conversation with someone who doesn't understand what they need, and you do, is a requirement. Because let me tell you, most of the people who come into your life 
Most of the people who find you as a coach in this world are coming to you through the lens of I want weight loss. And it is going to be your job to translate their external desire into an internal one through conversations just like this. So shifting your current clients into this direction, inviting them to explore this with you as an option is like your training wheels. These clients are already safe zones. They already trust you. You already have an existing relationship with them. If you can't have this conversation with them, you are never going to be able to have that conversation with someone who comes to you saying, Hey, Laura, I want to lose 15 pounds without you falling into a reaction around, Oh my gosh, I wish that people would just realize dot, 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 that weight loss isn't the thing that chasing the scale isn't the thing. You're going to create turbulence in your mind because you are getting activated by someone not seeing things the way that you see them. And the way to soften into that and hold space for a new person to come into your world and say that and feel safe with you to explore an alternative perspective is to begin practicing with the clients you already have. I really, really hope that this helps open your eyes to the opportunities that are available to you. As a coach who's beginning to expand beyond what is just well known in the industry, what is well known for your clients and carving a new kind of conversation for you to engage with, with your people requires you to build a bridge for people to cross over to meet you where you are. You can't expect people to just jump over a river. It's like you were on one side of the river and you swam to the other side and now there's this beautiful, beautiful land over here filled with magical, mystical things, freedom, ease, flow, rainbows, butterflies, whatever. And everybody is still over on the other bank. And you're just saying like, jump into the water, jump into the water. And people are scared. They don't know that you can get to the other side. They don't know what's in that water. People can't swim. You need to build the bridge for them. It's your job. That's what you signed up for. That's what you are inviting in. The moment you step out of the weight loss box, the moment you step out of the very traditional expected box of what a coach is supposed to look like is the moment you adopt this responsibility. The language you use is going to be messy at first. You're not going to say the perfect thing. You're not going to, you're going to have clients get frustrated with you. You're going to have people who aren't ready for that work because you don't know how to explain it yet. And that's all part of it. But leading from a place of vulnerability, from a place of this is how I'm feeling. This is activating me because I'm nervous about letting you down. This is activating me because I'm afraid of what you're going to think. I'm afraid of you judging the work that we've already done because that's not it. That work was important. It was meant to happen for a reason, but I want to invite in a different kind of conversation and I'm hoping you'll be open to it. That is the best place to start because when you're vulnerable about how you're feeling, that invites in safety for your clients to be vulnerable about how they're feeling. And now we can swim around in that together without necessarily getting triggered by each other, but just existing in this space where we get to have our experience around what's coming up and we get to co-create a path forward together. Hi again, before you go, I wanted to make sure you knew about the secret garden. 
This is my private membership where I give you unlimited access to all my best stuff, like my entire trigger mapping curriculum, all my workshops, monthly immersive live events, weekly live calls, and different layers of support, each designed for you to access at the depth that you desire. I designed it to stretch you to new edges as a coach and a leader, to unravel your conditioning and wake you up to your truth so you can stand in your gift and lead your people from that place. I've linked it up in the show notes for you to explore more when it feels good for you. Okay, I'll see you back here soon. Love ya.